Yes, people, still doing the dirty, dirty, and it is Wednesday, so of course we are previewing. But people, we have got three things to check out, people. We're on a Friday, we got Invicta 43. On Saturday, it's UFC 255, and on Sunday. It is Jail Sonnen's Submission Underground. So a packed weekend, cannot wait. And we're also looking back at our last contender series of the year. So it's a packed one, people. Let's get it popping. Okay, people, so... We had week 10, which unfortunately is the last of our Contender Series Tuesday funds. And um, it was an interesting one, right? So um, at the end, Dana did say that, yeah, COVID had run riot through, you know, all the fights. So they pivoted. And we got new fights, but yeah, they were some. We had some interesting shit, yo. So we started in the women's flyweight division. We had Chelsea Hackett, who's um, I think she's a a, a kickboxer, yeah, a very good kickboxer, championship level, all of that, against Victoria Leonardo. Now, Leonardo, right? She is a um, an Invicta fighter. So, if you watch Invicta, you you knew how good friggin' Leonardo was. You know what I mean? That that was no uh, yeah, that was no surprise. So it was um, fun to to watch that fight, right? That was um, yeah, real enjoyable because. You know, as I said, look, I knew how tough Leonardo was. All right, so it was just like, all right, so it just kind of depended on, you know, what this other chick was going to be able to do. And, um, you know, ki- like striking, kicking, the other, you know, Chelsea was, yeah, she, you know, she wasn't a joke. She was decent. But Leonardo, you know what I mean? MMA is everything, and uh, yeah, Leonardo had just great takedowns, and once you got it down, you know, it got crazy, they are really just brought it, right, and got the fight finished in the second round with ground and pound, so yeah, that, that was... It's a good, impressive victory. And you're thinking, all right, that wouldn't surprise me if she gets a contract. So our next fight was a lightweight clash between two past victors. So we had Tucker Lutz against Sherrod Blackledge. And um, look, 
Blackledge, like, well, both had looked good in their first fight, but I think the thing was, there was points when they could have pushed, you know, could have pushed for the wins, and neither did, so they didn't get contracts last time, and he got this one, and I think what we saw, like, a lot, he was very fast, and had good, real good power, and it's just the takedowns, and, like, Blackledge was good, especially in the first two, but I think it was, you know, just getting taken down so much, it did seem to drain him in that third, in the third, you could see he was tired, which, you know, it is a shame, but I kind of feel, you know, when you've only had five fights, that's a valuable lesson to learn, you know, because Lutz, he was 10 and 1 coming into this, you know, so definitely a lot more experience than Blackledge, you know, so you you were just kind of like, okay, you know, Blackledge is good, but yeah, he just needs he needs to work on that cardio. You know? He needs to work on the cardio. And you've only had five fights. So I you you hear a lot of people come on the contender and they've had like six five fights and it's just like, ah, oh, I just certainly be like, hold on, you've had five fights. Right? There's other people that have had Double, double, and they're not in. So, you know. And when you think about back in the day, people didn't get in on one fight or anything. You had a career, then you got there. So, yeah, it is what it is. And I think Lutz just showed that experience, you know, that experience and that grind. Um, He didn't. You know, like in the third round, he he was kind of content with being on the ground, being Blackledge's guard, and you kind of thought, hmm, would that go against him? Especially because he was like, Dana, I'm gonna knock this guy out for you. You know what I mean? So he, that, yeah, that was a wonder, right? So the next fight. Oh, next fight was a ladies' strawweight clash. So we had um, Pauline uh, Macias, who's a judoka, high-level judoka, and um, Gloria de Paula, who, um, yeah, is, um, gosh, I forget. She's the girlfriend of... Another Brazilian fighter. I forget the woman's name. But um, she won recently. In the last month or so. And she's very good. Um, But yeah. This fight. Now. In the first round. Macias. Oh she gets a really good slam. Oh my gosh. A really good slam. was so impressive. But after that point. The Paolo just, oh my days, she really showed 
superb stand-up. The stand-up, the strikes, the kicks, everything was so good. So good. Like, knees to the body. Like, she stunned Masius a few times. A few times. It was... Yeah, it was a good, really good performance. You kind of thought she possibly could have stopped the fight, right? But, you know, still, very good performance. And you kind of thought, yeah, I would not be surprised if she gets a contract, right? The next fight was a heavyweight clash. This was insane. It was insane. So we had Oscar Cota. Against Nick Maximov. And if you watch Submission Underground, you know Nick Maximov, right? And I'm trying to rack my brains, right? Because I'm thinking, I swear Maximov isn't a heavyweight, right? I mean, when was the last time he fought in submission? Because he wasn't huge, huge then. Like, maybe he's gone a bit crazy in the last couple of months, I don't know, but, um, no, <laughs> Maximoff isn't a heavyweight, he's a fucking middleweight, or he's like, oh, yeah, I can fight a light heavy, but because there was a dropout, he took this fight, it's insane, it's insane, uh, but, fucking won, which <laughs> is crazy, but, the size distance distance was so fucking big. So, obviously, Maximov, he just took that down. Like, he got a good takedown in the first. In the second, it was definitely more of a struggle. Definitely more of a struggle. But in the third, oh, my gosh. He, he really got a great takedown in the third. And just, you know, got off some ground and pound. But... I think the big thing was the fact that he was able to hold Coda down and just work, right? So that was huge. But, like, you're looking at it and you're kind of wondering because, you know, it's not a spectacular victory in the regards of what happened. But when you think that a middleweight just beat a heavyweight... (laughs) I mean, that's impressive, right? So, um, yeah, that you're not quite sure about, right? But then the um, that headline fight, the last fight, we saw JP Boys against Jacob Silver. So both returning, right? Boys, he fought on season one, and Silver, he lost. Right? He lost his fight. But he showed so much determination. You know, that, um, yeah, Dana brought him in. And this fight, oh, it's a, so it's a flyweight clash. And, oh, man, it was such a, such a tough situation. Now, so it gets stopped in the first, Right? Because Boys Boys had a guillotine and the referee, Mike Mark Goddard, thought that Silver was out. 
And so he stopped the fight. And Silver straight away was like, I am not. And when you see the, you know, Goddard grab Silver, you see, you know, Silver's hand. And he's kind of giving the thumbs up that he's okay. Now, the issue was they were crunched right against the fence. So you couldn't see the grip because that was on the side of the fence. So you couldn't see the grip. You couldn't see the arms. Like, you just couldn't see. Right? Couldn't see. But then when he jumps up and he's like, hey, I'm fine. You think, well, that's unfortunate. Now, what should have happened, you kind of feel, is Goddard talks to the replay judge. Because that's what the fucking point is, right? You've got this judge there who is looking at the monitor and can rewind and check things out, look at different angles. I think this did highlight, I think, an issue we've spoken about with Goddard. He can be arrogant as fuck. You like, he won't just go, hey, I messed that up. Or just, look, I got that wrong. Because if he did that, I think anyone would be like, hey, it's understandable. Shit happens. It's, uh, you know, it's a tricky situation. But he, he does fuck himself with his attitude at times. And it is kind of baffling why he didn't. You know, just talk to the other uh, judge. That's all you have to do. Like, it's as simple as that, man. Ugh, but before that, before all of that craziness, boys look good, boys look real good, I mean, straight, as the fight opens, I don't think Silver landed a punch, I don't think, it was so quick, like, yeah, boys shot in, Silver kind of lunged, and the transition boys did for the takedown was so quick and so slick. Oh, man. It was super impressive. And he's down and then he's just hunting for submissions. You've Like that head and arm choke. You thought that was it. You thought that was it. But, yeah, Silver was able to escape. You know, rear naked chokes. It was... Oh my gosh, it was a crazy few minutes, you know, and boys looked real good, looked real good, so, um, yeah, when, you know, Dana had to do the contracts, you know, I think he pointed out the fact that, yeah, that last fight, that got fucked up, but, um, you know, Leonardo, she got a contract, which you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense. Um, he did give Tucker Lutz a contract, which, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, oh, one thing about the Lutz fight, he did fake a groin shot, <laughs> right? So, Ledger hit a knee, and you could see it hit the mid. it didn't hit the groin. That was disappointing, but I will say he didn't take, like, five minutes, it, it it stopped, 
I think he took 30 seconds and it restarted. So there is that, right? But, mm, but yeah, Lutz did get a contract. Um, so, so did um, Gloria de Paula. She got a contract. Interesting thing was Maximoff. He, um, yeah, Dana invited him to the Ultimate Fighter, which, you know, that's not a bad outcome, right? Not a bad outcome. Like, I wouldn't have been mad if he got a contract, but, um, yeah, I thought getting on the Ultimate Fighter, because the I think the thing with the Ultimate Fighter is, because you see the people over... What is it, like 10 weeks, right? So, when you cut, when the fighters come out, if they're good, people automatically gravitate to them because they've had so much exposure. So, yeah, that's not a bad situation. And then um, Baez gets a contract as well. So, yeah, pretty good, pretty good week. Contract-wise, poor people. Everyone came out in a good place. So, um, yeah, there it is. So, um, yeah, just now it's waiting for season five. I feel we're getting the ultimate fighter before that. So, uh, that will be good. And going forward, you know what I mean? We get a contender and we get an ultimate fighter every year. That will be fun, right? So, uh, yeah, we're done with that. Okay, people, so on Friday night, Invicta FC are holding their last card of the year, Invicta 43, and we will see a new strawweight champion crowned, we were gonna get a flyweight belt, but unfortunately, Paul Gonzalez, you know, she tested positive for COVID, so that fight is getting rearranged. But, you know, at least we got something fun to look forward to in 2021. So the main card, it's six fights, and um, yeah, we got some good fights, people. So we start off in the flyweight division, we've got Juliana Miller against Kendall Hollowell, Holo, Hollowell, hmm, I believe so, okay, so, the killer, she is, um, yeah, 1-0, oh, right, so this is her second professional fight, but she's seven fights unbeaten when you factor in the amateur career, you know, She's been doing, um, you know, some grappling this year, which, you know, that's always good. And it's interesting. She's won all three bouts, you know, which were submission on the shore, you know. So um, it looks like it was EBI rules. You know, so that is very promising. It gives us some... a good indication of her skill set. She trains with a bunch of killers as well. 
So she is going up against, um, yeah, Kendall Hollowell, um, who is seven and one on a five fight win streak. But this is her pro debut, you know. So, um, yeah, she's got a, uh, you know, she's got a couple of submission wins, right? She's got a TKO win. Um, well, a couple of TKO wins, but being a pro debut, you know, I be look, she's gonna be tough, but you have to be, you know, um, if you're stepping in there, right? But I kind of feel that, um, yeah, I've got a feeling that, um, yeah, Miller is going to take it, because she understands, she's made that pro debut, she's made that walk, so she has a feeling of it all, so yeah, I think um, Miller, she takes the win, we then jump to the strawweight division, and we got Alexa Culp against Megan Penning, so, um, yeah, Penning, she is 4-1, and one, uh, coming off a loss in her last fight, but this will be her pro debut. Now, when you look at the amateur fights, she won a couple by TKO, a couple by submission, a triangle, and a rear naked. Um, she lost the last fight by an armbar. Now, that fight was in August last year, okay? So, going up against Culp, who is 1-0, four-fight win streak, right? Um, she made a pro debut at uh, Invicta 41, and, um, yeah, she got a, a nice rear-naked choke in that fight. Um, it was a decent fight as well, you know. I think she came back from a bit of adversary, adversity even, and got the submission. So, um, you know, her she that's her third fight she's won with a rear naked. So she, yeah, that seems to be a go-to. She's not tasted defeat yet. And again, she, she's made the walk. You know, she has that experience. So I'm going to say Culp, you know, she's able to uh, get the win, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, look, it's going to be valuable experience for um, Penny. And, you know, who knows, maybe Penny gets it done. But, yeah, I, I think probably Culp. Right, so we then jump up to the uh, featherweight division. We got Brittany Cloudy against Hope Chase. Okay, so now Cloudy, she's two and two. She uh, lost the last fight that was um, to Haley Cohen. Um, and that was at LFA 83, which took place uh, March this year. 
you know, she um she's fought at Invicta once before. That was Invicta Ferdy. Uh, July 2018 Where she uh, Lost to Erin Erin Blanchfield Um, Yeah Now Cloudy She's um, You know She's got She's Won a few fights By submission Right She's got a few TKOs In the amateurs Right So um, She has that um now she's going up against uh Hurricane who is two and one. She as well lost her last fight. Right? Now that was um that was in March as well. But that was in um the last Phoenix series. Uh so she lost to Tanisha Tennant. Who uh, people might remember from earlier on in this season of The Contender You know, um, yeah, you know, like she put up a good fight But yeah, Tennant got the win Now, she had won an earlier fight that night You know, against a Julia Ottolino Right, um, but she's also fought in Invicta proper she got a win over Megan Corley at Invicta 37. She won via rear naked choke. Uh, she's also, you know, picked up a, a TKO in the past. Um, yeah, and in her amateur career, she uh, got a few TKOs as well. So out of the two, I might say that... Um, you know, the hurricane might have the slight advantage with the punches. Um Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Right? It's there because they're pretty evenly matched. You know what I mean? I would say. Um uh, I think Oh man Yeah this is a tough one people This is definitely a tough one Um I think I'm going to have to go with Chase though You know She does bring an intensity With her When she steps in there Every time I've seen her You know seen her fight She comes with it for sure But People that takes us to um yeah our next bout which is a, a drop down to flyweight we've got Stephanie Gulchmaker against Kathleen Salmons now Gulchmaker hold fast she is a 4 and 1 coming off a loss in her last fight uh but that was, <laughs> people, that was against Victoria Leonardo, who we saw, you know, claim a UFC contract last night. 
Right, so that fight was August last year at Invicta 36. Uh, you know, Gelchmacker, she is, she's tough, man. You know, she, she, you know, grinds out a win with a, you know, a decision a lot of the time. She did um, get a ground and pound win at Invicta 30 against Kerry Kennison. Um, and in her amateur career, she she has a uh, a submission win, um, but that was back in twenty seventeen. So she is stepping in there against old Ginger, who's three and zero in her pro career, but ten and zero when you factor in her amateur amateur fights and. Gotta say, I believe that I um yeah, I bet against her last time out. You know, but she got the win over Claire Guthrie and um yeah she is whew, she is tenacious, she is a scrapper. Um, you know, she's got victories via T um TKO and she's got submissions, you know. Rear naked, arm bars, right? So, um, yeah, kind of think it's hard to go against her, right? She lost her first fight against Hannah Goldie, right? Who is now in the UFC, but ever since then, you know, she's just been on a rip, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with old Catelyn. There's, um, you know, Ginger just wants to beat your ass. <laughs> oh, my days. But, people, that leads us to the co-main event. And as, um, you know, as mentioned, making her debut at the weight class, dropping down from 155 and, you know, getting her first fight of the year is Kayla Harrison, you know, the PFL standout, who, uh, yeah, PFL have loaned to Invicta for this one. And you got to think, right, she's dropping down to 145. And um, why would that be? Hmm... Could she want to maybe step in there with Amanda Nunes at some point soon? Right? But, but, you know, Courtney King, she doesn't want to have Harrison get the glory here. That's for sure. Right? So, um, yeah, Harrison, she's 7-0. Right? She came, came across... From uh, judoka, right? She's got a, a you know Olympic gold medal at that. So she entered the PFL in twenty eighteen, right? Won a million <laughs> that season, and then in twenty nineteen, yeah, got an old repeat there. But you know the PFL, they have no season, right? Because it all got cancelled. So, um, you know, she has definitely been uh, 
like clamoring for a fight, basically, and she finally got one. But her, her last fight was December last year, right? It was a decision over Larissa Pascio, right? So, um, yeah, she's stepping in there with the lion, right? Who is four and one on a free fight win streak. Now, who, yeah, you know, she um, last fought for Invicta. Um, at Invicta 34, which was February last year, but since then, you know, she's um got a win at Fusion Fight League, where she beat Gase San Sanita, and um then Fury FC 41, where she beat Audrey Wolf with a rear naked choke. And that was December last year So, yeah, they've both been out for the same amount of time Right, so, uh, yeah, I would say this is um, It's pretty much a fair fight Because um, King, you know, she's got um, You know, she amassed a nice little amateur career Which is always a good thing Right, she... um, has a win over Serena De Dezus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Who um yeah trains out of um syndicate, right? You know, very talented. She's now made her um pro career debut at Invicta, right? So um that was a good win for her. So yeah, she you know factoring her amateur background. Right, I I think that helps against um, Kayla's, you know, judoka background. You know, she's been able to get a l- some good quality fights out. Right, she's got a win over um, Sage Northcott's sister Colby. Right in the LFA, who's now doing her thing at one. They both made their pro debut at the same time. Um, so yeah, look, definitely, you know, she's had some, she's been able to get in there, right, get some fights, test herself, all of that, which is, you know, that's valuable, it is a real valuable thing, you know, being able to do all of that, and, um, I think the other big thing as well, you know, I think she's fought. I mean, she's fought close to the to the mark, probably more times than um, Kayla has, which ain't that's always a big thing, right? That's definitely you know a big thing because Kayla hasn't. Made that cut before She's not fought At that weight before But um, Courtney You know she um, She did she's main evented Right she main evented In her uh, last Fight where she Won you know She won the um, Featherweight championship You know so yeah, Courtney, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people are overlooking her. 
They think she's the sacrificial lamb, as it were. But you're I'm gonna take a roll of the dice here, people. I think Courtney the Lion King, I think she gets it done. I think she um she has the upset here of the night and uh gets the win over Kayla Harrison. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying, people. But that that now leads us into our main event, which oh my gosh, it is a good one. We have Emily Ducott against Montserrat Ruiz for the strawweight bell. Now uh Godina, you know, she is nine and six. She won her last fight, which was a really good win over Julalina Lima, right? So, and that was in July at um, Invicta 40. Like, she had a split decision loss to Kanka Morata, who we just saw have a very good win over um, Randa Marcos. At the weekend, right? That was a split decision, and I have to say, Ducamp was very unlucky to lose that, right? Very unlucky to lose that. But um, you know, she had a really good debut against Jacina Marinda at Invicta Thirty Six. You know, she's uh, very talented, right? She can win with submission. Like um, she you know she's got TKOs, right? She's fought in Bellator. You know, so yeah, she's um a talented fighter, right? But but right, she is stepping in there with uh, Conjo, right? Who is nine and one? She's also. They are coming off a win in her last fight. She's got 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. And she um, also has a win over Jacina Morinda. Right? Where she... Uh, man, it was a quick key lock. You know, scarf hold a win at Invicta 41. Oh, it was spectacular. Really was. Ah, oh, man. She is, man, she is fierce. She is straight up fierce. You know, she can, man, she can knock you out. She can submit you. I I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Kunjo. You know, she is a live wire. Man, she really is. Like this, this is going to be such a fun fight. I really cannot wait. I really cannot wait. It's going to be a great one. So, um, yeah, there we go, people. Our last Invicta card of the year. Okay, people. So, <laughs> this weekend, we've got a pay-per-view. Um, you know, it is our... Our second event in the Ram Jammed 
fighting weekend. But yeah, people, it's UFC 255, which is headlined by two flyweight championship fights. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, Not sure who the announced team is. I have, well, it's definitely going to be John Anik. Um, I have a feeling possibly DC and maybe a boy Dominic Cruz. But Bisbing's in London, so it won't be him. Unless he's, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's stopped filming, flying in and then flying back, but probably not. Okay, so we got that. It right right of this moment, we've got 12 fights. Got 12 fights. And it was gonna be uh, I think it was probably gonna be a record card. A record a history-making card, should I say, where you had two sisters and two brothers fighting on it, but unfortunately, Boring Cozy is out. So, um, yeah, just two sisters and one of the brothers. But, people, we start off with our early prelims, and we've got a welterweight clash between Louis Cozy and Sasha Pala Palanikov. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, so let's take a look. All right, so Monster is um seven and O. Yep, seven and O. And as everyone knows, actually they might not, but if you didn't, cozy. Got to the UFC via the Contender Series. He beat Victor Riena. Um, first round stoppage. So that fight took place in August. And um, yeah. You know, he was he was doing his thing. Um, a lot of... Well, I mean... Yeah, no decisions. <laughs> no decisions. Just, I think everything's a first, yeah, everything is a first round stoppage. So he's got TKOs and two uh, two submissions in the mix. A guillotine. Actually, the other one just says choke. So who knows? But um, yeah, Cozy be a stopper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cozy be a stopper. So he is going up against, you know, um Palanikov, who's five and two, won his last fight. Right? But both our fighters are making their UFC debut. So hey, that's always um you know, that's always something, right? Uh but yeah. He's, um, yeah, you know, I think looking at it, he's got a few TKO wins, right? Um, he has got decisions, which that's not a bad thing, right? Because a decision means that we know the guy can go to 15, 
you know, that's always the big thing, right, so it's a useful thing to know, Um, he, one of his two losses actually is against um, Munir Lezer, who um, made his debut on Fight Island, Um, yeah, but, hey, he got a decision on Fight Island, so, um, you know, he's been in there with tough, tough, interesting guys, so, yeah, I don't know, this is, it's hard to tell, because they've both been fighting on the regionals, you know what I mean, both been fighting on the regionals, doing their thing, um, as I say, look, this guy, he can go the distance, Cozy hasn't, I'm gonna say the um Palanikov gets the win. I think it is it, definitely gonna be a close situation. Um and it could go to either. But I'm gonna say Palanikov because yeah, for that reason really, he's gone the distance. So you know what I mean if because I don't look you it's getting first round knockouts and stoppages outside of the top flights, that's, you know, you can do that on the, re- but when you, we've seen time and time again, people move up, and you're not doing that, right, it's a different game, so, I, you know what I mean, I think it's probably not going to be that first round stoppage, and how's Cozy going to be then, so I'm going to say Palanikov, because We've got a little bit of data on his ability after that point. But, yeah, it literally could go to either. So we jump up to um, middleweight next. we got Carl Dockus against Dustin Stolzfus. Um, Yeah. And, listen, you know, Dockus... He is 9-1. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was his UFC debut. But he did go up against all-in Allen. And, look, Allen did lose at the weekend, but we know Allen is friggin' tough. And that fight was a war. You know, Dockers was in that fight. (laughs) I mean, so, hey, that might have been a loss, but... Hey, there's no shame in it, you know. So, um, before that fight, you know, Dockers had won two fights by Das Choke, right? So, uh, yeah, there is that. And, you know, Das Choke is like, it looks like it is his go to, is his go to submission. He's got about five Das Chokes, um, and then he's got rear naked. So, um, yeah, he's good on the ground, right? He's good on the ground. This will be his third fight of the year. Um, And now his opponent, Stolferus, he's 13-1, 10 fight winning streak, which is a little bit tasty. Now, 
He's also coming via the Contender Series. He came, um, yeah, he got a... Oh, I remember this fight. So he beat Joseph Pfeiffer. And um, Pfeiffer didn't look bad, but, yes, yeah, Stolivus slammed him. And um, he, he fucked his arm up. So it, it was that. But, no, it was a good fight up to that point. Um... So, yeah, again, look, he, he won a fight via a twister, right? Got a twister. Um, there's TKOs. There's guillotines, rear naked, arm triangle. So, hey, he's versed, definitely versed in um, submissions, right? So, um, yeah, this is interesting. You know, he, his loss came, ooh, 2015, right? He It's interestingly enough, he lost his um, one and only amateur fight, right? Lost it, but still went pro. Yeah, you've got to respect that. That tells you something about someone as well, you know? Um, yeah, went pro, won his next three, got the loss. But, yeah, ever since... He's been on a tear, you know? Um, yeah, this is interesting. This is very interesting. I think... I think I'm going to say Stolferus. Because when you look at it, right? Both are um, versed on the ground. Both are definitely versed on the ground. But Stolferus has also got the TKO win as well. You know, so obviously his hands aren't bad, right? Hands aren't bad. He's on a huge winning streak. Huge winning streak. So, like, the confidence coming in is going to be huge. So, yeah, I think that might give him the edge in uh, this one Okay So um, Then our Headlining fight Of the early prelims Is a welterweight clash There's a good few welterweight fights On this card it would seem But um, yeah We have got Alan Jaban Against Gerard Gordon So hey that's a great fight To take you into The uh you know, prelims proper, so, you know, Brahma, I didn't know that was Jaban's nickname, hmm, um, but yes, he, he's 16 and 7, coming off a loss in the last fight, which was a split decision, was a split decision, I forget now, to be honest, um, how I thought that fight went, but it was way back, UFC 236, which does seem like it was ages, years ago. But, um, yeah, it was April last year, Holloway v. Poirier 2. Um, and, it, yeah, it was a split to Dwight Grant. So, Javan's been out for a while. Um, before that, he had the win over Ben Saunders, which, again... 
you know, that was um, <clears throat> February 2018. And before that, he hadn't fought since August 2017. Um, a loss to Nico Price. So, Jabon, yeah, he's definitely, you know, been plagued by injuries. Which is, um, yeah, just one of those frustrating things, you know. Um, but, look. We know how talented Javan is, you know. He he can win via, yeah. He can stop a fight, right? He is skilled enough to be able to do that. Um, he's done it a good few times, and he can also, you know, get a fight to a decision. And we've seen him, the the you know the ability to fight a smart fight, like when he beat Mike Perry. When Mike Perry was just on a tear Knocking people out So yeah, Javon he, He's a smart fighter He's definitely a smart fighter But he's going to be looking At Night Train you know, Who is 17-4 On a free fight win streak And um, yeah He's finally able to make his UFC debut, right? He he was meant to actually. Funny enough, he he was meant to be fighting Dwight Grant, right? But um, that fight got cancelled. I believe, um, I believe it was due to Corona. I think one of Gordon's um training partners had it. So he got pulled from his fight as well. Um, and that was going to be in August. But he has already fought three times this year. You know what I mean? So that's always good. Right? No, sorry. He's fought twice this year. Yeah, one of those fights was cancelled. So he's fought twice this year. Both stoppages. You know, one a TKO, one a submission. Right, and the last fight was in July, so you know he's been keeping busy. He has been keeping busy, and um, yeah, so he's got TKOs. He has got submissions. So uh, yeah, Jordan is he's no joke. He is a tough son of a bitch. Hmm. Yeah, this is. This is going to be interesting, right? I think it's definitely a jump up in um, competition, right? It's a jump up in competition for Jordan. But he has been fighting more regularly. You know, so, um, yeah, there is that. There definitely is that because you know you think about it, and Jabon fought once twenty nineteen, and you know in that time Gordon has fought seven fights. Yeah, so yeah, he is definitely been active. Um, I'm gonna say that, yeah, because look, we know Gordon, sorry, Gordon, it's 
Gooden. Gooden, my bad. So Gooden, he has been chomping at the bit to make this debut, right? We know that he's been, you know, stopping people left, right, and center. I'm gonna pick him to get the upset. Yeah, I'm gonna say that he 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 comes to the UFC and um, enters with a bang, but um, that. That's a great fight to, uh, you know, bring us into our main prelim card, people. Okay, so the main prelims start off with another welterweight clash. And we got Nicholas Dolby against Daniel Rodriguez, who, um, yeah, is a, a late replacement for Orin Corsi. Okay, so... This, damn, this is going to be an interesting fight So, um, Locomotivo, he's 18-4-1 with one no contest, right? Coming off a loss in his last fight, which was, man... It was that crazy fight with Jesse Ronson who came in on, you know what I mean, real short notice. Real short notice, but got Dolby with a rear naked choke. So that was, um, yeah, Fight Island business there. But, um, yeah, before that, you know what I mean, Dolby had been um, getting some good work. Like, he'd gone... Five fights unbeaten You know, which saw him return to the UFC Right? Because remember, Dolby He was in the UFC back in um, 2015 He actually got a win over Alessio Zaleski Right? He got a win over him Back then, got the draw with Darren Till. Uh, but yeah, he then hit two losses. Two losses, got cut, went back to the the regional. So he's fighting in Cage Warriors. Yo, but yeah, lost his first, then went on a on a streak. Right? So um look, we know Dolby is tough. Yo, he can win via TKO, um, or grind it out via decision. You know, so that that's the big thing with uh, with Dolby. He's stepping in there with D Rod, who's um thirteen and one on a nine fight win streak. <sighs> Damn, you know, he's got 10 Planet Jiu-Jitsu, and he trains with um, Joe Schilling, you know what I mean, Joe Schilling's your head coach, you are, (laughs) it's not about fucking around, right, not about fucking around, whew, and, hey, he has had three fights already this year, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. 
We saw him come in on short notice against Tim Means in February, where he got the standing guillotine. He then fought Gabe Green, went to a decision, and then stopped White Grant. A name that has just come up a good few times, right? So, um, yeah, the Grant fight was in August, towards the end of August. Uh, so, yeah, D-Rod has been busy. So, um, look, as I said, he, he's got heavy hands, and knees, <laughs> right? He's one fights with his knees, and he's also got the jujitsu. Also got the jujitsu, and yeah, he's winning by arm triangle, you know, rear naked, standing guillotine. <sighs> Rodriguez is no joke, and I I think he is. I it's just the heavy hands. And the jiu-jitsu is going to be just too much for, um, yeah, Dolby. You know, but, god damn, I'm looking forward to that fight. So we then drop to the flyweight division and the ladies' flyweight division. So we've got the first part of our sister act. It's Antonina Shevchenko against Ariana Lipsky. Okay, so, um, yeah, the Panther, she's 8-2. and 8-2, coming off a loss in her last fight, which was to Catelyn Shagerian. Um Now, that was in May. That was in May. So, when UFC had just come back, and, um, yeah, she fought. Got that loss. She was actually meant to be fighting um, Cynthia Calvillo at one point. But, um, yeah. I believe Shevchenko got injured. I think that's what happened. Um, but, yeah, before the Chicagian fight, she beat uh, Lucy Poldova. Um, that was last year in August. So, you know... Look, she came by the Contender Series. Impressive win. Won by knees. Um, and you know, she can grind it out. She's got, you know, won a lot of decisions. She's got a Mai Tai background. And, yeah, she, you know, she's got jiu-jitsu. Right? Um, she isn't, like, she's not like her sister. She's not quite as well-rounded, hasn't quite hit her stride yet. I think that's the that's the thing to say about, you know, the younger Shevchenko. But she trains with Valentina, so you know that, you know, the tools are probably there. It's just getting to that point where the execution becomes natural, you know. Um, now she's going up against the Queen of Violence, right? Who is thirteen and five on a two-fight win streak, and yeah, she is looking impressive. Like she got the knee bar against Luna Carolina, uh, so that was in July on Fight Island, and oh, oh, 
God damn, that was a horrible neighbor. You just, you just Carolina's. Oh man, you just saw it and just like, oh fuck, she isn't walking. It was yeah, it was brutal. Um, but yeah, you know she's tough, right? She can grind out a decision. She's fought some tough people in the UFC. Molly McCain um just came up short to her and Joanna Calderwood. So this will be a fifth UFC fight, you know? It's an interesting one. You know, she she's definitely got a lot of TKOs and submissions outside the UFC. And in the last couple of fights we have seen her really turn things up. So, hmm, I think Lipsy gets the win. Now, the thing with this is, like, you know, she's fighting out with Kings, firstly. So, the camp is crazy, right? Just all those training partners, the people she gets to work with is impressive. But I think with Lipsy, we've seen her beat able to execute, so where Shevchenko, I mean, she's got the same skill, I mean, Shevchenko is just as skilled, just as skilled, but we haven't seen her be able to quite make that transition, but we've seen Lipsky do that, and I think that's the difference here, so yeah, I'm gonna take Lipsky for the win, but, um, you know, it's definitely going to be an interesting fight. So, we then go to the middleweight division. We've got Joaquin Buckley against Jordan Wright. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. You know, Buckley, he's 11 and 3. No Mansa, right? He, he's coming off a win, and it's a win that resonated, resonated across the universe. I mean, maybe universe is a bit of a strange, but the internet, so kind of, right? Um, and that was that jumping, spinning back kick against Impa Kansangi and I, Whew. which was. Brutal, right? And that was in October. So this is, you know, it's a pretty quick turnaround, right? Pretty quick turnaround. So his first fight in the UFC was the knockout by Kevin Holland. He did take that fight on short notice because he literally fought, you know, the week before with the LFA. So, um, Look, we know Buckley is game. We know he's game. We know he's got heavy hands. You know, he's got heavy hands. It's about executing that, though. That's always the thing. So he's stepping in there with the Beverly Hills Ninja, Jordan Wright, who's 11 and no, one non one no contest. So. Right, he, um, yeah, he, he's coming to the UFC from LFA, 
he he did fight um on the contender series right in in 2018 but that fight was a no contest um yeah i don't i'm assuming that someone must have tested right because yeah i don't know what else happened now maybe it was right i don't know because that fight was in 2018 and then Wright didn't fight until this year. So maybe he got put, I yeah, I don't know. I have no clue. Right? But um Yeah, he went to LFA, got a good win over Gabriel Checo, and Checo is no joke. Right? He look, anyone that watches Submission Underground knows the skills of you, you know, Checo. But uh yeah, right. Just wrecking people, wrecking people, you know what I mean, like submissions, TKOs, he's, yeah, no fight goes a distance, no fight goes a distance, and he got the impressive win against Ike Villemanet, um in August, I mean, it, he just came and he looked so sharp and good, so sharp and good, which which is the reason I'm going to take the ninja, I'm going to take the ninja, like, we know Buckley hits hard, right, but Holland was able to avoid those shots with good footwork, you know, from, you know, from what I've seen, Wright has got very good footwork, He's got submissions as well, which is the big thing. So if a fight goes to the ground, you better watch out. So yeah, I'm gonna say that um our uh, our American ninja is able to I, I guess you would say it's the upset, right? Yeah. So um yeah, we're gonna go with that. And then our headlining bout. Of the prelims, and this, oh, this is a good one, right? We got Brendan Moreno against, sorry, Brandon Moreno against Brandon Rovell. So, um, yeah, and a lot of people feel, me included, that Moreno, he should be the one getting this uh, flyweight title shot. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot to fight with. So, let's have a look. Old Raw Dog, Royville, he's 12-4 and four on a four-fight win streak. Okay. He, um, yeah, he made his UFC debut on short notice against Tim Elliott in May. And just, man, he hasn't stopped since. Right, so he, he he got that triangle against um Elliot. He then got the guillotine against Kai Kara France, which was spectacular. Like both fights were incredible. Both fights were incredible. Like, you know, he he 
got to the uh, L- the UFC in spectacular style with a you know twenty second armbar against Nate Williams in the LFA. So look, Royville is legit. He's legit for sure. Like a gang of submissions, you know, a gang. He is tough, people. He's going up against, though, the assassin baby. You know, he's 17, 5 and 1 on a free fight win streak. You know, Juicy A4 Mega. He got the win over him in March. Um, He's also beat Kaikira France. Like the Askar Askarov. Uh, that should have been a win. Like, Moreno definitely won that fight. That was insane. Uh, now, they, you know, Moreno also used to be in the LFA. You know, I believe he was the LFA champion. Uh, he's definitely got good grappling. He's, he's fought in, um, you know, Eddie Bravo's combat jiu-jitsu and performed very well. Right, he he just lost on escape time, um, but he did lose to Richard Alcaron, who is a beast. And here's the thing: you could say that Moreno is is what Royville is gonna become. You know what I mean? Like Royville is like a young Brandon Moreno. I mean, that's the thing here. You know, so, um, yeah, I'm going to take um, Moreno to get the win. Yeah, that's what I think, people. That's what I think, but I think, god damn, this is going to be one hell of a fight. One hell of a fight. And just the perfect way... To lead us into the main card. Okay, so we start the main card with a rematch. That's right. It's Mauricio Rua against Paul Craig at light heavyweight. Man, so Shogun, right? It's a friggin' legend. 27, 11, and 1. <laughs> you know what I mean? Woo! On a two-fight win streak. Which is, uh, yeah, crazy. Which, I mean, now the Craig fight is in between that. So, he beat Antonio Ruggiero Nagera. Uh, so, that was in July. It was a split decision, but um, yeah, Rua got the win. Uh, We then had the Craig fight in November last year, and before that, it was Tyson Pedro in um, December 2018. Um, Yeah, I mean... You know, he had a blip against Anthony Smith, right? But then, before that, he's won three fights. 
you know, Jean Valente, Corey Anderson, and um, Nogueira again, you know, so, yeah, like, he is, man, he's just a friggin' legend, you know, been in there with everyone, Dan Henderson, Chael Sonnen, you know, Alexander Gustafsson, Brandon Vera, Forrest Griffin, John Jones, Lido Machida, um, those two fights, Chuck Liddell, Mark Coleman, <laughs> he is just full, everyone, you know, went to, was in Pride, it, yeah, it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy, right, so, we have that, and let's not forget as well, he can win multiple ways, I mean, the soccer kicks are no longer allowed, but, <laughs> you know what I mean, he can do a submission, he can knock you out, TKO you, he can grind out the decision, so yeah, there's all of that, he's going up against Bear Jew, Bear Jew, Guys, thirteen, four, and one on a two-fight win streak as well. Yeah, no. I don't know. That's a bit ropey, right? <laughs> and again, um, those two wins. You've got the Rua fight in between. So he beat Gadzamrid Antaligov. Um, so that was in July. Hmm. Were they on the same? Yeah, they fought on the same frigging card. I remember, yeah, that was a weird one. Because they didn't rematch, they just fought on the same card. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Craig got a uh, first round triangle. <laughs> yeah, I, and it was a fight where on paper, Antaligov kind of looked, he was the favourite. He was the one that should have won that fight. But Craig does that. You know, he just pulls out those friggin' submissions. Then you had the real fight. And then you had Vincenzo Maria. Which was another first round submission. So, I think the thing with Craig is... Like, he's very good. But then he can just, you know... Lose focus Like he got stopped by Alonzo Medifield I think in that fight I remember I think Craig You know he was trying to get the sub And he yeah just got hurt Man You know again Like Jimmy The Jimmy Crute fight Was a big thing because Craig often He's happy to fight off his back which doesn't always go well, you know, sometimes he, he, he just, he's happy to sit in the guard and hunt for things, but the things aren't there, which, that was the problem with the Rua fight, the first fight, because if we remember, Craig won that first round, won that first round, looked very good, but then in the second got taken down and kind of sat in Rua's guard. 
you know, just sat there trying to find, but nothing was really there. But he never tried to get up. You know, it was a crazy one. Um, and that's a big problem. That's the big, always the big problem with Craig. That he can lose focus and, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be on his back way too long. So I think, I think Craig can win this fight. As I said, look, he won the first round clearly in the last time. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just whether Craig stays focused. Now, I'm hoping he learned from the first fight. Right? Learned from the first fight. So I'm going to say Craig. You know what I mean? Gonna say Craig, but knowing <laughs> that this could just all go tits up, but uh, yeah, we're gonna go with the bear Jew. So that takes us to another ladies' flyweight fight, and we got Caitlin Kajajian against Cynthia Calvillo. I am looking forward to this one. So, blonde fighter. She's 14 and 4. Coming off a loss in her last fight. Which was, um... Yeah. It was that brutal body shot from Jessica Andrade. So, that was in October. So, this is just over a month out. You know, so it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, now, before that, she had uh, basically smothering win over Antonina Shevchenko. You know, she, she kind of was able to dominate that one, which did help after getting, you know, messed up by a big sister, Valentina, uh, in February. So this... Uh, you know, fight against Calvillo is going to be a full fight this year, which um, not bad. She does have a win over the you know challenger for the belt. You know, she beat Jennifer Meyer, and she looked tremendous. That was the Meyer fight was probably the best we've seen her fight. She looked so sharp. So good in that fight. You know, very impressive. Um, I mean, it's mainly going to a decision. She does have, um, you know, a couple of stoppages and a submission outside the UFC. But, uh, yeah, since then, you know, she's kind of grinded out you know, gets the uh, win by decision, but she is going up against Cynthia Calvillo, who is 9-1-1 on a three-fight win streak. You know, she used to fight at a straw weight, but, uh, yeah, moved up to flyweight. And, um, you know, she's coming off a really good win against Jessica Rye. Really good win against Tressica Rye. I did also feel that she beat Marina Rodriguez. You know, that was... That was classed as a draw, which is kind of crazy. 
So that was in December. Um, and I felt she beat Carla Esparza. But, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, really. But Calvillo has, like, she, you know, she's got good jiu-jitsu. Really good jiu-jitsu. And she's just slick. Like, real slick. Got a win over um, Joanna Caldwood. You know, when they were both at strawweight. So, yeah, she is, you know, she's really good. I really like Calvillo. And, um, yeah, I'm probably not ever going to bet against her. So, uh, yeah, I'm saying Calvillo gets it done in just a second flyweight fight. I think it's just a second yeah, I believe it's just a second fight in the flyweight division. Yeah, I'm going to say Calvillo, you know. Um, which people then, it takes us to another welterweight fight, right? So, the fight before the title fights. What do they call it? The show fight? Hmm, the guest fight, I forget the name for it, but yes, it's Mike Perry against Tim Means, that's what it is, people, so, um, look, Platinum Mike Perry, he's 14-6, and six, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Mickey Gall, and, um, yeah, he, I mean, he did look pretty just dominant in that fight, so that was in June, that fight was in June, was meant to fight Robbie Lawler, but Lawler had to pull out, and in stepped in means, you know, um, yeah, look, we've seen Perry, like, he, he was on that tear, he was on the tear, Alan Jaban got the win over him, then got another couple of wins, Jake Ellenborough, Alex Reyes, then went up against, you know, Santonina Pontanibio, Max Griffin, they got the wins, he beat Paul Felder, but Felder broke his arm in the first round, then Donald Cerrone just, whoa, got that great arm bar on him, but you know, he came back, Beat Alex Oliveira, did a little, did a little grappling, you know that crazy fight against Vicente Lupe, <laughs> but Jeff Neal did. I think the Jeff Neal is one of those. Yeah, I think that was the huge loss for Perry. But you know, since you know Perry's grounded out, got it done. It's not knocking people out like he used to, which I guess his opponents are very happy about. <laughs> but yeah, he's going up against a dirty bird, right? Who is 30, 12, and 1, with one no contest, coming off a win in his last fight, which was against um, Loreno Starapoli. So he was able to get a decision in that one. Um, and he didn't look bad. Didn't look bad in that fight. Now, 
before that was the loss to uh, Daniel Rodriguez, you know, um, which yeah, that was a that was a hard loss, and I do think what we saw in that was heavy hands, right? And when means gets caught, cool, they yeah. It, it, it's taking those heavy shots. It was a thing against Nico Price. You know, like, he's, Means is tough. There is no denying that fact. He is real tough. But, yeah, he, 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 it's that big shot. I don't know if he's able to take it like he used to. You know, and I think that's the thing with Perry. You know, as I said, look, he hasn't knocked anyone out of late, but he's still landing heavy shots. That Vicente Lupe fight was kind of crazy, you know what I mean? So there is that, and I think that's going to be the difference here. I think Perry, I yeah, it's just the heavy hands, Right? It's just heavy hands, and I think he's gonna, you know, catch Perry. So Perry's gonna catch Means, um, and get a TKO, or or even if it goes a difference, I think you know Means will have taken so many heavy shots. So um, yeah, gonna go there, which then leads us to our first title fight. Got the champ, Valentina Shevchenko, putting the belt on the line against Jennifer Meyer. Whew. So, you know, Meyer is 18-6-1, coming off a win in the last fight, which was the armbar of uh, Joanna Calderwood. Right, so that was in August. Um... Yeah, you know, as I said, look, she, yeah, she got outstruck by Kajajian. But, you know, before that, she beat Mother Fairy, Alexis Davis. Um, and we saw her, you know, be really dominant in Invicta, won the belt, you know what I mean? Won the belt before moving across, lost to Liz Carmouche in her debut. But yeah, it's looked pretty, looked pretty solid since. You know, very good kicks. Right, used to be a kickboxer. You know, so th- there is that. Like, ha, she had a submission like back in the day. Nothing recently. Um. Oh, well, ugh, nothing recent. I'm very enjoying Calderwood. Ugh, I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's it. You know, and I think that speaks a lot because Maya is good. You know, she's very solid. But she's going up against someone who is outstanding, Right? I think that's the big thing with Shevchenko. She's with 19 and 3. 19 and 3, right? The bullet is on a five-fight win streak. 
and you think the, the two two losses against Amanda Nunes, both super close to last even being a split decision, and the other loss, as against some um, Liz Carmouche, and that loss was um, you know a doctor. You know, it wasn't, you know, she got knocked out, got submitted. Like, she got a cut and the doctor stopped it. That was it. But since then, Shevchenko has looked just insane. Just insane. Like, just destroying girls. Putting girls to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? She is brutal. Submissions, ground and pound, her striking, her kicks, her punches. Like, you just compare them, and Shevchenko's skill set is on another level. So, uh, yeah, I think Shevchenko gets this done. You know what I mean? I think Meyer is good, but Shevchenko is spectacular. So that's the big difference. So yes, Shevchenko for the win. And that, people, takes us to our next title fight. Davison Figueredo against Alex Perez. Now, Perez, he's 24 and 5 on a five-fight win streak. Right, so, um, yeah, Juicy A. Formiga, Jordan Espinosa, and Mark De La Rosa. So, yeah, that's that's been his you know winning streak, which is not bad whatsoever. You know, all of those real tough guys, you know. Last fight was a leg... The leg kicks were just brutal. Just brutal. Yeah, and I think he was the first fighter or the second fighter to win off leg kicks. And, um, yeah, the Espinosa was an arm triangle. Carrying, like, he, he lost to Joseph Benavidez. You know, but... Joseph Benavidez, people. <laughs> I mean, he, he's as tough as they come, right? So there is that. Um, yeah, like, Perez can get it done in a number of ways. He's got, you know, submissions, which is how he got into the UFC. You know, he got an anaconda choke in the first round um, on the first season of the Contender. So, look, Perez is no joke. He's stepping in against Davison Figueiredo, you know, Dos de Guerrera. This is a 19-1, four-fight win streak. Whew. Funny thing is, his loss was against some Tuesday Formiga. Which is kind of funny, right? Uh, you know, this Formiga went on a losing streak and now it's, it's no longer in the, uh, you know what I mean, UFC. But, 
the people he's beat on the on the road to the title. Alexandra Pontasia, Tim Elliott, and um Joseph Benavides twice. You know? He's so tough. Hit so damn hard. I don't think um yeah. I don't think a lot of people are beating, you know, Figueredo. I I just think it comes down to that. You know, I, I, I look, I think you need something else. You know, so the fight against um, Cody Garbrandt, that was going to be an interesting fight. You know, but... um. Yeah, I don't, I think he beats Perez. Now, could Perez get it? Yeah, of course. Perez isn't, you know, he's no joke. He's tough as hell. You know, as I said, look, he's he's got hands, he's got submissions. But I think Figueredo, oh man, he just hits like a truck. So, yeah, I'm going with Figueredo here. It's going to be a fun card, though, people, for sure. I cannot wait. Really looking forward to this one. You know, a lot of fun fights. A lot of fun fights. I would say our standout fights of the card. Ooh. Well, I mean, I think it goes without. Well, let's say, look, I think Carl Dockers against Dustin Stolarus is going to be a good one. I think that um, Joaquin Buckley, Jordan Knight, again, that's going to be fun. It goes without question that Brandon Moreno and Brandon Royvelle is a fight of the night contender right there. You know what I mean? Um, I think Calvio Chichagin is is going to be something, but... Yeah, we we got some great fights. Got some great fights, people. Cannot wait. Really looking forward to this one. So, uh, let's see what happens in our weekend of fights sandwich. Okay, people. So, before we come to the end of another episode, firstly... Okay, yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up. I thought we got submission underground on Sunday, and we have not. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's, it's probably the fact I can't sleep for shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, people. You sue me. But it is coming in December, okay? But we still got a good weekend of fights, alright? So. <laughs> now let's get into the fight announcements. Oh, and we've got some fun shit. Alright, so Lewis Smoker was meant to be fighting Jose Alberto Quinos at the week last weekend. That did not happen. But the fight has been rescheduled for the 5th of December. So hey, that's all good. That's fine. I can handle that shit. Now, on the 12th of December, we have got UFC 256. And on that card, we've got a fun clash 
It's a Junior Dogsonios against Cyril Gan. Go, that's fun. Old school, be new school, you know. Now, the following week, the last card of the year. December the 19th Which obviously Headlined by Leon Edwards And Kamzat Chimove We have got Eamon Zababi Zahabi Even And he's going to be fighting Draco Rodriguez And um yeah Let's see if uh, Eamon is able to turn things around um, also on the card Oh, this is fun Pani Kinzad Against Sayara Eubanks That will be Interesting um, And This is interesting Misha Serkinov Is going to go up Against Ryan Spann Okay Okay Let's uh, see what happens with that one Now Let's jump to uh, January So on the 16th We have got Ponel Soreno Will be fighting Dusko Todrovov Todrovic Even Also on the same card Juliana Penna She's um, coming back Against Sarah McMahon so uh, we've got that one But people Headlining That card Max Bless Holloway You know what I mean Who's just got himself ah, Maxi He might not have a belt But he, he's got A new Well he will be having a new wife Pretty soon So uh, that's not bad For old Max He's going up against Calvin motherfucking Cater. I mean, his nickname isn't motherfucking, but I can't remember what it is. So, you know, he's a beast. Hey, and that, they are very similar fighters. You know what I mean? So that's going to be fun. And we have had confirmation that it's looking like, um, you know, Karma Usman. No Can't think of my man's first friggin' name Usman is gonna be fighting Gilbert Burns Oh my days On the 13th of February at UFC 258 So Yo That is That's gonna be sick people You know what I mean? A lot of fights to look forward to But we will be back On Friday To do the news people So We'll catch you then Peace